0: hello this is Tom Wilmuth with the vinyl approach today we'll take a look at the early career of Elton John Elton John was one of the most successful members of the singer-songwriter movement of the early 1970s Carol King James Taylor Joni Mitchell Cat Stevens Elton John was right in there with the best of them performing sensitive and occasionally confessional tunes combining his melodies with the often poignant lyrics of Bernie Taupin like Carol King, Elton's instrument was the piano. And like Carol King, Elton John wrote high-quality songs but did not possess an exceptional singing voice. Still, he made the most of what he had. The sound of Elton's initial albums was helped by his record producer Gus Dungeon and by arranger Paul Buckmaster, whose lush strings were an important part to the early records. Elton John's first album was titled Empty Sky. It's remembered today for including the song Skyline Pigeon. But since this 1969 album was not released in the United States until years later, we'll pass it by for now. Elton's first American album was called simply Elton John, released in April 1970. The record's exceptionally strong leadoff track was Your Song, which begins both the album and the career of Elton John. Your Song was a high watermark for the entire singer-songwriter era. It was immediately recorded by many artists, from crooner Andy Williams to jazz man Maynard Ferguson to Three Dog Night, who were the first to release it. Your song was not the only strong ballad on the album. Border Song is another, and is still played by other artists today. Diana Krall sometimes closes her concerts with it. First episode at Hinton includes themes of regret, lost love, and growing old. 60 Years On is another song about looking back at one's life. This comes from a time when Elton's youthful audience thought that the age of 60 was so terribly old. Even at this early stage, these songs show how the songwriting team of Elton John and Bernie Taupin were in sync with each other, as John gave appropriate melodies to Taupin's sometimes maudlin lyrics. In addition to the ballads, the first record showed musical muscle on songs like The Cage, and especially Take Me to the Pilot. Another song from the Elton John record is called No Shoestrings on Louise. It has a rhythmic, country rock feel that anticipates the next album, Tumbleweed Connection, what Elton called his cowboy project. John and Toppin were prolific songwriters during this era, with Tumbleweed Connection released in October 1970, just six months after his American debut. Some consider Tumbleweed Connection Elton's best work. I don't, but I do agree that it has some fine songs on it. Tumbleweed Connection begins with a loosely funky guitar-piano interplay. The song is called Ballad of a Well-Known Gun. And like the album's title and its cover artwork, it contains themes of the Old West. Gunfighters, old-time religion, idyllic country life, they're all here on Tumbleweed Connection. And somehow, these two British songwriters make their vision of the American West seem credible. It's a very strong album, but it does have some quirks. I'm surprised each time I hear My Father's Gun and Where To Now, St. Peter. The electric guitar on these two tunes is simply mixed too hot. I assume Elton was happy to have Session Ace Caleb Quay playing on his album, but his guitar is disproportionately loud on both numbers. Maybe this was an overly enthusiastic payback gesture on Elton's part. In the mid-1960s, Quay helped to get Elton John into the recording studio for the first time. This was when both men were in Long John Baldry's backing group. No matter the reason, Quay's guitar mix on these songs is oddly loud, particularly considering the care with which Elton's recordings were produced if these two numbers have an abundance of guitar the song talking old soldiers is noteworthy because the sound is so sparse with Elton alone at the piano the conversation between the talking old soldiers is reminiscent of the song wooden ships by Crosby stills and Nash but while wooden ships begins with two survivors discussing a recent war the characters in talking old soldiers are reminiscing about battles of long ago Tumbleweed connection also includes love song and as the title suggests this is another romantic number but this love song is a rarity on an Elton John album why because it was not written by Elton and Bernie it was composed by Leslie Duncan a woman who periodically sang backup for Elton John and for Dusty Springfield even Elton John has acknowledged love song as a high point of the record Being a thematic album, Tumbleweed Connection can be seen as an experimental and a gutsy move on the part of John and Toppin, particularly to try this type of genre exercise so early in a career. But it worked. It's a collection of good songs, largely stitched together with images of the American West. As I say, some fans consider it his peak. The album included no radio hits, but in 1970, Elton John's career momentum was in high gear. His star was rising so fast that when a live performance was broadcast over New York City radio, it was immediately made available by bootleggers on illegally pressed albums. Elton John's own record company angrily countered by releasing part of the radio concert themselves on the album 11-1770, which was the date of the show. Bootleg album or legitimate release, this live recording was valuable for demonstrating how Elton sounded in concert with his working band of the time, a rocking trio that had little to do with the string arrangements found on his first studio records. Drummer Nigel Olson and bassist Dee Murray provide solid accompaniment, but from the album's first note, 11 17 70 features Elton's ability as a pianist. I have always been glad that the record label felt forced to release these concert tapes as they catch an early Elton John in full flight, playing a rocking version of Take Me to the Pilot and a stripped-down arrangement of 60 Years On. This lengthy record also included two of Elton's lesser-known early songs, Can I Put You On and a Bad Side of the Moon, plus an unexpected version of the Rolling Stones' fairly recent hit of the time, Honky Tonk Women. The album's closer is an 18-minute go for broke version of Burn Down the Mission. This is a showcase for Elton's piano abilities like no other fronting a trio there is no place for a soloist to hide but here Elton doesn't need to hide his playing keeps this lengthy number interesting throughout he incorporates Elvis's my baby left me and the Beatles get back into the songs stretched out section thereby acknowledging two of his music heroes Elton himself has said that this is his favorite concert album and is his best live recording as a pianist other musicians agree Bruce Hornsby talks about how much he learned from listening to this album 11 17 70 did not sell well. That might have been partly due to the bootlegs cutting into the sales, but it was more likely because so many Elton John albums had come out in such a short amount of time. Between March 1970 and April 1971 four different albums hit the record shops. Elton John, Tumbleweed Connection, a soundtrack to a movie called Friends, and this concert release. Even fans had trouble keeping up. Many albums, but no big radio hits had emerged after your song. Even so, people were aware of Elton John. His career was on fire. The next studio album was released in late 1971, Madman Across the Water. After the rocking live set of 11 the Madman album returned to the meticulous studio production and string arrangements found especially on the title song. The record sold well, but again produced no big hits. The single Leave On peaked on the pop chart at number twenty four, and Tiny Dancer fell short of making the top forty at all. Elton gave a prominent place on this album to a lengthy piece called Indian Sunset, using it to open side two. As the song title suggests, Indian Sunset is a lament for Native Americans told from the point of view of a tribal leader. Lyricist Bernie Taupin is again captivated here by the American West. Some have complained about the inaccuracies in the song's lyrics, particularly concerning the death of Geronimo. Elton John doesn't seem to care. He likes Indian Sunset and performs it frequently, even though he once called it an obscure piece from the Madman album. I find that to be an odd comment. By calling the song obscure, does Elton think his fans listen only to the greatest hits collections? He has also said that Indian Sunset is not a protest song, but a story song inaccurate protest political call it what you will Indian sunset depicts a people on the verge of annihilation it is undeniably moving I think this song may have been meant for the tumbleweed connection album it certainly fits with the Western themes of that record and the song was written around that time Elton played an early version of Indian Sunset on the 1970 radio broadcast a full year before the songs studio release Madman Across the Water also includes Holiday Inn, an upbeat number about touring. This joyful approach to the topic of life on the road is both unexpected and pleasant. The song's attitude is especially refreshing after hearing so many artists sing about the drudgery of touring. Tongue-in-cheek it may be with cheery descriptions of boredom and high praise for the virtues of the Holiday Inn Hotel franchise, but it's fun nonetheless. The impressive mandolin accompaniment at the end of Holiday Inn is played by Davey Johnstone. I have wondered if this performance resulted in Johnstone getting the gig as Elton's full-time guitarist. Elton John varies his arrangements on the Man Man Across the Water album. The cellos are not always at the forefront as on most of the earlier studio sessions. Organ work from Rick Wakeman augments the tune Razorface which also features some double track harmony vocals by Elton on the song all the nasties he is backed by a full choir clearly the artist is trying out different musical settings seeing what works after this expansive choir number the album concludes more simply with Elton alone at the piano singing the lament goodbye it's an appropriate closing song with lyrics about wasting away and at under two minutes in length it's an uncharacteristic number even at this point of his career such brevity was rare for an Elton John record There are a couple of duds on Madman, aside two wraps up, but after releasing so much material in such a short amount of time, the occasional unremarkable song is not a shock. Madman Across the Water is one of my favorite Elton John albums, but I have always felt that Elton was not as taken with it as he would be with his next record, Honky Chateau. And who can blame him? Honky Chateau included Rocket Man, which became Elton's signature song and his biggest hit up to that point. Another top ten hit, Honky Cat, opened the Honky Chateau album, which again had its share of weaker tunes, but the high points were very high. The ballad Mellow features the violin of Jean Luc Ponty, followed by a curious song called I Think I'm Going to Kill Myself. If Holiday Inn was an optimistic view of touring, here is a surprisingly upbeat take on teenage suicide, almost celebratory. A love song follows, a number called Susie. It's not especially memorable, but then all is forgiven when Rocket Man comes on to conclude side one. Side 2 of Honky Château includes another song Topin has written from the point of view of a character. Here, instead of a Native American leader as on Indian Sunset, the lyricist has written an anti-bellum story called Slave told from the perspective of a slave. It's a call to free our brothers by looking to God and by bravely fighting violence, if fighting violence is not an oxymoron. The themes of Slave seem remarkably appropriate to today's world as the song's singer waits in anticipation for the war that may mean his freedom. I find it interesting that Slave comes immediately after an inspirational number that starts side two of Honky Chateau called Salvation. It's a song about an individual's perseverance and self-awareness. It too seems quite timely. The song Amy is another character narrative, sung by a young man to an older woman. It's unclear whether she is a working girl or what, but it's not much of a song but then the album's second jewel shows up Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's and as the song plays listeners remember why they put on an Elton John album the lyrics were inspired by Bernie Taupin's unsettling encounters with the realities of New York City Taupin declares that there is no rose growing in Spanish Harlem as a drifter's song would have you believe the lyricist has learned that those are just pretty words to say the mood of Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's is wistful the lyrics and music are perfectly matched Honky Chateau closes with Hercules, a name Elton John has legally taken for himself. Like the song Amy, Hercules is sung by a frustrated lover. A song noteworthy for its prominent acoustic rhythm guitar, some doo-wop vocal background, and an understated piano part. Neither Hercules nor Amy are memorable entries on Honky Chateau. Maybe there's a reason the singers in these two songs can't get the girl. I don't begrudge Elton for his high opinion of this album. Honky Chateau is a career maker, but for me there are too many ordinary songs on it compared with his earlier work. Even if not thrilled with the record, I jumped at the chance to see Elton John in concert shortly after the release of Honky Chateau. That October 1972 show remains one of the concerts of my life. Elton John filled the Ames, Iowa Sports Coliseum, but in the fall of 1972 the audience had bought their tickets because of Elton's music rather than for his celebrity. That type of fame would come later. He had placed three songs in radio's top ten by this point, but the biggest hits were yet to come. Just around the corner, in fact. Even so, Elton John could already draw huge crowds. This concert was a hot ticket. I was in high school in 1972. I played sousaphone at a halftime show for a football game in Des Moines and then rushed 30 miles north to the concert. Elton came out alone and performed Tiny Dancer. He then brought out the band one by one and played a song with each new band member as a duo and then a trio. For the fourth song, he introduced the group's new member, Davy Johnstone, who added slide guitar parts as the quartet played Elton's current hit, Rocket Man. Great show. Long show. Tremendous stretched out versions of Leave On and an arrangement of the song Mad Men Across the Water that rocked harder than the studio version. Both songs were lengthy, but always interesting. When it got to the point of the concert when I thought Elton had played everything I came to hear, he pulled out Country Comforts. The man had a deep catalog of good tunes even then. Elton returned for the encore saying that he knew Americans didn't like to hear unfamiliar songs but he was in the midst of recording his next album and he hoped it would be okay if he and the band closed the show with two new numbers they proceeded to play Daniel and then Crocodile Rock nobody minded the concert was great but it signaled the beginning of the end for my own Elton Adulation. His next album was Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player, and I found it less interesting than Honky Chateau. Don't Shoot Me included the two encore songs Elton played at the concert, both of which became big hits. The Don't Shoot Me album also included another nod to Elton and Bernie's obsession with the American West, an odd number called Texas Love Song this is a problematic tune on several levels the song is told from the perspective of a jealous Texas cowboy the singer threatens the lives of some long-haired outsiders telling them to leave his woman alone and get out of town derogatory name-calling ensues threats of violence violence backed by a strangely gentle musical accompaniment I know that this is an invented character a self-proclaimed redneck who is spouting top and sarcasm even so the themes in Texas love song make for an uncomfortable listen Some of the lyrics sound like a darker version of Okie from Muskogee, sung by a younger man. Like the lyricist's disillusionment about New York City expressed in Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's, perhaps the realities of the American West weren't everything that Elton and Bernie had envisioned. I'm sure Don't Shoot Me I'm Only the Piano Player was Elton's biggest selling album to that point, but it didn't appeal to me nearly as much as the early records. I've learned to be more tolerant of these later albums, but at the time of their release I began to drift away. Huge and undeniable radio hits would come frequently and fast for Elton throughout the 1970s. Many were great, but I would rarely put on full album sides by him any longer. And that takes us to the beginning of Elton John's career as unrivaled 1970s superstar, and maybe that's a good place to end for today. One last thing I'll mention, I had a brief personal encounter with Elton John. He played the Iowa State Fair in the summer of 1973, a year after I saw him. I was selling tickets to cars entering the fairgrounds and happened to be working the gate where Elton's limousine came through. I was surprised the limo driver stopped to pay for admission. Most cars carrying VIPs didn't. The driver's window was rolled down to pay and there was Elton John stretched out alone in the back seat. I looked past the driver and gushed, I saw your show at Ames last year and loved it. Elton looked up and said, Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, that was really a good night, wasn't it? The limo drove off. I wondered, did he really remember that specific show? I doubted it. How could he on such long tours? Then it struck me, Elton's reply would have served well no matter which concert a fan had praised. Was he lying to me? Trying to mislead me? I don't think so. He was just being pleasant to a fan. Good move, I thought. And with a positive Elton John encounter, we'll wrap up this edition of The Vinyl Approach. I'm Tom Wilmoth. If you are interested in reading more of my thoughts and opinions about music, I have published a book called Sound Bites, A Lifetime of Listening. It's available on Amazon. This is Tom Wilmoth,